0: J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of The Lord of the Rings, said that one of his great regrets at the end of his life was not having shared his faith more transparently with his children. He was a man of deep devotion. He attended daily mass. And if you've ever read The Lord of the Rings, you can see how every page is infused with this profound Catholic worldview. But he felt that he hadn't fully allowed his children into his relationship with the Lord. Maybe he could have been more transparent, but he didn't completely hide his faith from them. In fact, we have a record of beautiful letters that he wrote to them on various occasions. Listen to these words that he wrote to his son Michael when Michael was battling with depression. He says, out of the darkness of my life, I put before you the one great thing to love on earth, the blessed sacrament. There you will find romance, glory, honor, fidelity, and the true way of all your loves on earth. The only cure for sagging or fainting faith is communion. Frequency is of the highest effect, seven times a week. Isn't it striking to see a father encouraging his son to go to daily mass? Well, this Sunday we're completing our series of preachings on the family. And in today's Gospel, Jesus gives instructions to His disciples as He sends them out to preach. You remember, last Sunday He called the Twelve, and this Sunday He's encouraging them and giving them instructions as they go. And so, today we're going to bring those two things together, this theme of the family and Jesus sending the disciples to preach the Gospel. And we're going to speak this Sunday about how to share the Gospel with our families how to share the gospel with our families. The first thing we need to do is name the biggest obstacle, which is fear. I think many of us would rather be sent to the depths of the jungle to preach the gospel than to our own homes to preach the gospel. Three times in today's gospel, Jesus repeats, do not be afraid. What are we afraid of when it comes to sharing the gospel in our own homes with our families? First is the fear of rejection. And this can be a visceral feel, be, fear because the family is meant to be that place where we're unconditionally accepted. It's meant to be that one place in the world where we can let our guard down and, and we know that we have a place there. And so to be rejected in our own families seems to us unbearable. Like we would have no place to go, no place to stand. But Jesus assures us that we have an even more fundamental relationship that we can rely on. And that's our relationship with God the Father. When we have a clarity about our nearness and and the strength of the Father's love for us, then we can take risks in our own family for the sake of love. Listen to what he says in today's Gospel. He says, Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your Father's knowledge. Even the hairs on your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. You can risk even your most fundamental relationships, your relationships with your own family, because you know that you have a Father in Heaven who sees you, who has counted even the hairs on your head And and that's the response to this first obstacle, this first fear. The second fear that might emerge when we wanna share the faith with our family is the fear of of just being authentic. Because it's easy to slip into a role or a caricature in your family. You know, maybe you're the responsible one or the jokester, or the intellectual and that's how your family has pegged you and it's from that place that you're used to interacting with them. You know, you have your nickname, every, everyone expects you to act in a certain way. Was well, scary all of a sudden to set that caricature aside and to be real. To say something as simple as, you know, I've started going back to church. You know, you, you might fear that your family's going to think like, hey, you know, why did you have to go and do that? We were having a, a, a very pleasant summer night. We just barbecued we're watching the baseball game, all of us are doing fine, and why do you have to start talking about this kind of stuff? Right? Well, if you love your family, you'll take the risk. As St. John says, perfect love drives out all fear. It's a matter matter of, of wanting something deeper for our families, wanting something more for them than just getting along and coexisting, wanting them to experience in some measure what we've experienced the depth of the love of God and so perfect love drives out all fear the the last fear is that they'll call us hypocrites because if anyone knows our weaknesses it's our family they've seen us at our worst you know I don't know how many times my little brother saw me overturn the monopoly board and see the pieces go flying because he landed on free parking again well I was a tyrant to my younger siblings when I was a kid and so, yeah, I have to put my tail between my legs when I go back and I you know, want to share with them about the gospel and they think, well, who are you? Like, we know who you are. We know who you are. But listen, don't worry about seeming like a hypocrite. Because you don't have to go to them to tell them how good you are now. But how good Jesus has been to you. You don't have to prove to your family that you have it all figured out. You don't have to prove to them that you're good. You just have to share with them simply about how good Jesus has been to you. And he has been, hasn't he? So how do we do it? How can we share the faith with our families? First, share from your own relationship with God. Jesus says, What I have said to you in the darkness, speak in the light so what did the lord say to you in the darkness this morning when you were alone in your room praying with the gospel what did the lord speak to you share that you know maybe you're scrambling eggs while your wife is brewing coffee next to you and you just share very simply about today's gospel you say you know i've been really worried about what's going on in our son's life but this morning i heard those words in the gospel every hair on your head is counted and i realize the Lord's got this you know our son is in his hands it's as simple as that as as sharing from your own life of prayer or what you feel the Lord is speaking to you it doesn't mean you have to become a prophetic Oracle in your home or a a preacher it's humbly sharing your own dialogue with the Lord your own relationship that's what it means to to share the light that you've received Remember, your relationship with God is personal, but not private. No, Jesus says no one lights a lamp and puts it under a bushel basket. Rather, he sets it on a stand so that it would give light to all in the house. In the house, it's an image about bearing witness in our own homes, first of all. So you have light. and There's a reason that you're here at Sunday Mass. You know the Lord. You've received some light from him. Don't keep that to yourself. Shine that light in your family by sharing with them simply and humbly from your own life of prayer. Second, this is more specific and more bold. Write a letter to someone in your family like Tolkien did to his children. I'm not sure, but I I suspect that Tolkien was quite reserved about his own personal life. So he communicated in the way that he knew best. He wrote. When I I lived in Argentina as a missionary, I began to write letters back and forth with my youngest brother. At the time, he was studying neurobiology in Manhattan, and he was living the fast life. He was uh, philosophically a materialist at at, at that point. And he was, in many ways, far from God. But we started this dialogue back and forth through letters. And I would write to him, sharing with him my faith. At the time, I was studying philosophy. And so we had these amazing conversations back and forth. And and he would write back, expressing his doubts and his questions. I'll never forget the letter that I received from him, seemingly out of nowhere, when he said, today, I encountered God. Well, that was just a grace that came from God. It's not that that was directly a fruit of the letters. But I want to encourage you. You know, if small talk is hard for you, especially small talk about big things like faith, write a letter to someone in your family, sharing with them your own faith. Third and finally, invite your family into your life of faith. When I was uh, growing up, later when I was at home, like middle school and high school, my dad started going to a men's Bible study on Friday mornings. And sometimes he would bring me or or one of my siblings along with him, despite the fact that we were clearly not invited. It was at a fancy tennis club in Seattle, and it was a Bible study with sort of captains of industry, and we were completely out of place there. Uh, So one day he, he brought my little brother along, My my little brother was nine years old at the time. He was a very precocious little boy. Well, that day, one of the men shared that his wife was leaving him. And so it was a more somber day in this Bible study. And at the end, they started to go around in a circle praying for him one by one. And when it came to my brother, of course, they expected just to skip over him. He was nine years old. He had nothing he could say to a man who was... 30 years older, and his wife was leaving him. But he piped right up and he started to pray to their surprise. And he said, God, I pray that you would lead Jeff out of this glass house of emotion. Nine years old. And they were all amazed at this poetic, beautiful prayer until one of them realized that he had taken that line directly from Anchorman. Well, I was really influenced by, by going from time to time to this Bible study with my dad. These guys, I, I kind of knew they were in my corner and they would give me advice at critical moments in my life. I remember going into my senior year of college, I told him I was thinking about quitting the, the basketball team so that I could be more involved in ministry. I felt like God was calling me to more. And I remember unanimously, they all said, don't quit basketball. You, you can serve God the rest of your life. Just." you're only young ones keep playing well anyways the point is this invite your family into your life of faith it can be as simple as saying hey do you want to watch The Chosen tonight or hey I'm about to start reading this book do you want me to get you a copy maybe we can both read it and share about it or I'm gonna pray a rosary you want to pray with me invite your family into your life of faith Let me finish with a a story. This spring, I had the opportunity to meet the parents of one of the students who I'd worked very closely with at American University. And her mom shared with me a little bit about her own story, her own journey of faith. She said that she had grown up in a Catholic home. She was very faithful. In fact, she took her her two daughters to to mass on Sundays and even taught CCD when they were little. at one point she decided to leave the church when the scandals came to light and and she also had many moral discrepancies with the church. She didn't agree with the moral teaching of the church and so she left and she really abandoned the church altogether. She never completely stopped believing in God but she cut ties with the Catholic Church. They wouldn't go even on Christmas or Easter. Well her daughter also fell away from the faith and By the time she got to college at American University, she was in a tailspin. She spent her first year and a half in complete darkness. She was wrapped up in drugs. She was in a toxic relationship. Until her sophomore year, someone reached out to her and invited her to come to Alpha. And she had a life-changing experience on the retreat. God broke into her life. And from that moment forward, he began to fill her with light. And she underwent a radical transformation. She began to go to daily mass and more and more light began to fill her life. Well, her parents were alarmed. She, they, they, really, they worried, and, and her mom told me this, they worried that, that she was being brainwashed, that she was being radicalized. But uh, when she went home for COVID, she would watch the mass And she invited her mom to watch the Mass with her. And that became like their Sunday routine. And her mom liked the music, and it seemed like a safe distance to approach the church again through a a computer screen. And so they started to watch the Mass together each week. sometimes they would argue about the faith, but her mom saw that there was something different in her. Last Lent, she invited her mom to start praying with the Gospel each day. And she would, every morning, she would read the gospel and then she would send her daughter uh, some reflection or some question that was stirred up as she read the gospel. Well, when I met her this last spring, uh, we had an amazing conversation. And she said, I have a lot of questions and doubts. But then she looked over at her daughter and she said, I can't deny this. This is real. I can't promise you that it will be a smooth road. I can't promise you that if you take up your courage, if you get up the courage to share your faith with your family, that you won't face misunderstanding. But Christ loves your family, and He wants to use you to be a witness to them. So do not be afraid.